Welcome to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids. I'm Eric. And I'm Lance. And we believe that the Bible is the greatest book in the whole world. It's filled with amazing stories about interesting people all working together to tell a bigger story, the greatest story, about the most important person who ever lived, Jesus. And we know that understanding more about the people and stories in the Bible helps us to know more about Jesus and what it means to be his followers today. And in this episode, we learn about Esau and Jacob, twin brothers who could not be more different from each other. Really? So like, so growing up, there was like these kids that went to my church and their names, you know, they always have twin names. Oh yeah. They were Danny and Donnie. Danny and Donnie. And Danny and Donnie looked exactly alike. And I always thought that is so cool. Like you could like share all the same clothes. You could like pretend you're each other. Like you see on all the movies and shows and stuff. Yeah, no, this is not a story like that. Oh. These guys are opposites in almost every way. So get your Bibles out, turn to Genesis chapter 25. You can pause the podcast if you need to, because we have a lot of reading to do. And Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife, because she was barren. And the Lord granted his prayer, and Rebekah his wife conceived. The children struggled together within her, and she said, If it is thus, why is this happening to me? So she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two people from within you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. Dude, so they're like fist fighting inside, inside their mother. the womb. And I, yes. I know it's tight quarters. I don't know, like whenever you're like on a car trip, you guys probably yeah. know this, and you're like too close to your brother for right. too long. Imagine like inside the womb. Right. You're like intertwined, basically. Yeah, and they're like wrestling. Oh my gosh. And so Rebecca, she's freaked out. She doesn't know what's going on inside of her. And so she, it's like, she asked God, God, what's up? What's happening? It's and, a holy burrito. In <laughs> you. you should not have eaten that burrito. Right. So God answers her and he's like, I'll tell you what's up. You have two kids inside of you. There are twins. And not only are there two kids, they will become two different nations. They will be divided. Yeah. And the older will serve the younger. Well, this is, this is like the, like, the world's first uh, ultrasound. <laughs> That's right. God takes a look inside. Yeah. He's like, let me tell you. Let me tell you what's in there. Two Surprise. Children. Yeah. Well, yeah. When when the original reader of the story would have heard that the older would serve the younger, that probably would have shocked them more than anything else. Because in this old context and in, in the way that they lived, the oldest brother, the oldest son of the family had a very special place in the family. They had extra inheritance. They had an extra responsibility. They had extra everything. And God says, not in this case, they'll be different. They're going to switch their roles. So now let's hear what happened when it was time for them to be born. When her days to give birth were completed, behold, there were two twins in her womb. The first came out red, all his body like a hairy cloak. So they called his name Esau. Afterward, his brother came out with his hand holding Esau's heel, so his name was called Jacob. Dude, kids, when they're born anyway, it's not like usually the prettiest thing. Right. But if there was a red, hairy baby. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is wild stuff. That's super, that's crazy. Yeah. That's and really it, odd. And the younger brother, Jacob, came out holding on to his brother's heel. Like, I, where do you think you're going without me? I, yeah. I, it had to be quite a sight. And here's what's interesting to me about this story. The name Jacob is a common one. In fact, kids listening, you probably know someone at your school or uh, from oh, yeah. somewhere named Jacob. Like, that's Absolutely. a common name. But here's the thing. 
In the original Hebrew language, the name Jacob is very similar to the word heel. So they named him because he was holding on to the heel. And here's another thing about that name and, and all that. It means actually deceiver. If you called someone uh, about grabbing the heel, it was be, it'd be like you're trying to trip them up. You're trying to deceive them in some way. And so the original audience of this story, like as they read it, they would have known like, oh no, it's not just that these two kids were fighting and that the younger would be served by the older, but the, the younger is going to be a, a deceitful person. Yeah, it kind of like paints a picture of who he is. Like, because when you maybe first heard that, you're like, well, maybe the older one was going to be super lazy. And right. so the younger one had to step up. Right, no. But boom, his name's Jacob. That's right. Here we go. Okay. Sets the stage. It, it does set the stage. So then uh, the next few verses give us an idea of what they were like as they got older. Listen to this. When the boys grew up, Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. And while Jacob was a quiet man, dwelling in tents, Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebecca loved Jacob. Got some, got some drama going on. Uh, you know, and uh, it's hard to not have favorites, but I think that sometimes like kids' actions can sometimes make them a favorite at the time maybe or something like that. But this seems like a long-term oh, yeah. kind of situation. Yeah, it, it, it says very clearly that each of the parents had a favorite child and uh, Esau is like very manly and he works, he's real rugged and stuff and he works hard, but then Jacob just kind of lives in the tent. I don't even know what that means. It's an odd thing. Like what, when you think of Jacob, what do you think about? Well, he likes to hang out in tents a lot. Yeah. That's just a weird. It is strange. I, I hope that no one ever describes me as like, well, you know, Eric, he's, he likes to hang out in tents. He hangs out in tents. That's, that'd be weird today. Yeah. Okay. So you would have thought though that God's special family, these people that he chose to work out his plan through, would probably act differently than this, right? You wouldn't expect God's people to take favorites and to parent this way and that no. these sons would be divided. But I got to tell you, it, the whole thing just gets worse. <sighs> so the next story we read in Genesis 25, it, it tells a, a, a time when Esau had been out working in the field, working really hard. And he comes back, he's exhausted, he's famished, he hasn't eaten. And it says that he feels like he's going to die. He's so hungry. And you know what old Jake's been doing all day? Dwelling in a tent, probably. That's right. And in that tent, he's been cooking up lunch. Ooh. A nice stew, in fact. <laughs> and, and Esau comes in, he's like, bro, I need a bowl of that stew so I don't die. And Jacob takes the opportunity. He says, I'll give you a bowl of this if you give me your birthright. Dude, oh my gosh. So he wants his birthright. Right. Like what all is that going to entail exactly? So, yeah. Remember I said that the oldest son of the family had a special place in the family. They got oh, yeah, extra yeah. everything. So exactly. imagine okay. they, uh, they're going to inherit their father's wealth. And so let's say he has 12 gold bars. Okay. That's a lot of gold bars. I don't have any gold bars. Yeah, I have none. Yeah, so when he dies, if there were 12 gold bars and they were going to be divided up between the sons, you would expect it to go 50-50, like one would get six and the other would get six, but not so much in this culture. They would divide it into three parts, and the oldest son would get two of those parts and the youngest would get one, meaning with 12 gold bars, Esau should receive eight and Jacob should receive four. That's the way this birthright thing worked. But dude is hungry. Dude is hungry. He doesn't care. (laughs) <laughs> and, and he says, actually, he says, what good is it to me if I die? So give me that stew. And here's what it shows us, two things. It, it shows us for sure that Jacob is very deceitful. 
Yeah. Right? But it also shows us that Esau doesn't seem to care about his place in God's plan through his family. So. Interesting. Just like God told Rebecca, these two would be divided and the, the older would serve the younger because now they go through with the deal and Jacob has the birthright. And now it's time for the question of the day. Hi, my name is Carter. I'm in first grade. And my question is, how did God know the future? Well, how did he know all this stuff about Jacob and Esau before they were born? Great question, Carter. Do you remember in earlier episodes when we said that God has made us like him in some ways, but in so many other ways we can't be like him? Well, this is one of those areas. It's hard for us to think about God being able to know everything about the future because you and I can't. We can kind of predict some things, right? Yeah. Yeah, like when you eat a bowl of beans, yeah. you're uh, pretty sure you know what's going to happen later. Yeah, well, I mean, I heard, I learned a song when I was a kid that tells me that there's benefits from eating the beans, like That's they're right. good for your heart. Yeah. But the more you eat, other things happen after that. That's true. It's science. It's just science. See, we can know some things that will happen, but we can never predict the future. Like God, God doesn't predict. He just knows. Hey, let me give you an example. When school started in August of 2019, no one knew that school would stop after spring break and you wouldn't go back and you wouldn't meet because of the coronavirus and all that. But you know what? God already knew that that was going to happen. None of it surprised him because God knows everything. He's so different than us and it can be difficult for us to understand what that's like. In the same way, he knew everything about Abraham's family, including Isaac and Rebecca and their two sons. He knew all of it and how it would play out. And it didn't stop him from choosing them to be part of his special plan to rescue and bless the world. Well, that's a good question, Carter. But now there's there's another story to Jacob deceiving Esau, isn't there? Yeah, and it's even more sinister. <laughs> when Isaac was old, his eyes were dim so that he could not see. He called Esau, his oldest son, and said to him, My son. And he answered, Here I am. And he said, Behold, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now then take your weapon, your quiver, and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and prepare for me delicious food, such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. So Isaac, yeah, mostly blind. Yeah, he's really old and blind. <laughs> Behold, I am old. That's my favorite. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's my a favorite good way to start. Verse. Behold, I am old. Yeah, uh, so he, it, it says that he's old and blind and ready to die, and he wants to bless his son Esau. Yeah, it's before. like a big moment. It is a big this moment. This is a really big deal. Yeah, and Rebecca overhears the whole conversation. So here's what happens. Esau grabs all his gear, his hunting gear, and he loads up and he heads out to go hunt. And if you've ever been hunting, you know it can take a while. Yeah, Shh. not my game. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so Rebecca tells Jacob, hey, listen, go get two goats from the herd. You don't have to hunt for those. They're just over there. Mm -hmm. So they grab them. They start cooking them. And she dresses her son Jacob up into Esau's clothes. And it's all an effort to deceive Isaac. Well, okay. Well, he's mostly blind. I don't think it really matters what clothes he's wearing. Like, yeah. Esau was a very different kind of like dude. Like he was real hairy. Yeah, for sure. He was real gruff. Like maybe it was just like a, was he going to do like a, how, you know, there's Bruce Wayne and then there's Batman's voice. It's like, <laughs> right. Bruce Wayne. voice. I'm Batman. Yeah, so it actually says that uh, Isaac thinks 
hey, you don't sound like Esau. You sound more like Jacob. Come here. And he like, he puts his arms around him and he smells him. And so that's why he was wearing Esau's clothes because he smelled oh, that's like tricky. him. tricky. And then they had also put goat skin with the hair on to uh, Jacob's arms and hands and even his neck. And Dang. so Isaac was tricked because he felt that hairy goat skin all over him. It was like, okay, this is my hairy redheaded son. Aww. And so you know what happens? He blesses Jacob instead of Esau. Man. Very deceitful. And Rebecca was involved in this deceit. That's one of the things that's crazy to me. So Esau hears about it right after it happens. What do you think his response was? I bet he was just crushed because he was excited. Yeah. Like, this is my big moment. Yeah. Everything's leading up to this. Right. Wrong. So he gets so angry. He starts telling people, I'm going to kill my brother as soon as dad dies. Whoa. Yeah. It's crazy. That escalated quickly. Okay. So... That leaves me with the same question, this tension that when I, when I read this, do you really think that the family God chose to work through would have been these people that they would act this way? Do you think God was surprised by their behavior? Well, no. I mean, you told us, we talked about that in Carter's question earlier, yeah. that God's not going to be surprised by any of this stuff. And that he, he was choosing these people, not perfect people, because he knows the truth about all of us. That's right. And so kids listening right now, God knows everything about your life. Even though you're young, he knows what your life will be like in high school. He knows what you will be like as an adult. He knows all the great things you're gonna do in your life, but he also knows every single mistake that you'll make, the things that you will one day be embarrassed about. And do you think that that stops him from loving you today? No. You think it stops him from loving you in the future? No. Just like God chose to love Isaac and Rebecca and Jacob and Esau, even though they weren't perfect, God loves you and me, even though he knows that we aren't perfect and we won't be. Oh, it reminds me of Romans 5, 8. We've read it before. Mm-hmm. It says, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know what I think would be cool, Eric? What's that? What if we all said that together? Let's so if you're it. listening, say that with us. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let's do it one more time. I think we should. Yeah. But God shows his love for us. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Okay, guys, you've been listening to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids brought to you by Clear Creek Community Church. Continue the conversation with our free parents guide available at clearcreekresources.org.